You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 73. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 73. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself. Feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. How are you? I am amazing. Oh, my goodness. I just got back from sheltering in a different place. We got to go spend the week at a friend's cabin on a lake. And it was heavenly. You know how happiness comes from contrast sometimes and you appreciate things more when you haven't had it. So after three months of being inside my own house and seeing the same things and the same people every day, it was glorious to get to have a change of scenery, to see beautiful views, to be on the water. The weather was amazing. And we got to visit with different people you know, just even from that social distance, six feet apart, to be able to talk with others was so great. Even though the cabin was so small and I was surrounded by teenagers, uh, it was really amazing. And I just got back. And so now it just feels nice to kind of get back home, check on my garden that I planted before I left (laughs) to see things have not died, which is exciting. So back to my son's closet, back to recording my blog. And today I'm going to be answering a question from Stacy. She writes, we left cash for our house cleaner when we left the house. When we returned, the cash was gone and our house cleaner asked where exactly we had left it. My husband was certainly left it there and was quite distraught. I was trying to keep calm, knowing that it would turn up. We often misplace things when in a hurry. The house cleaners felt terrible, thinking we didn't believe them. We undoubtedly did believe them, but my husband was dumbfounded. We asked our kids, and they said they hadn't seen it. After they left, the house cleaners left. My seven-year-old daughter came to me and asked if she could tell me something without me saying anything. She took me to her room to her piggy bank. She had put the money in there. I immediately texted the house cleaners to let them know we'd found the money. They were so relieved and, of course, asked, where did you find it? I hesitated to respond. On the one hand, I could reply that we found it in our daughter's room and leave it open as how it got there. The other option is that I felt a good parent would require an apology from our daughter. She wants us to just tell them that she found it in her room. She loves our house cleaners and seems to be really ashamed and afraid of telling them the truth. While I understand her response, I want her to know that we believe in her courage and her kindness. She goes on and on about having a dark side and how she's different from us. She's human is how I see this. I've assured her that we all have a dark side and that she's a good person. We talked about this for so long today that I had to take a break to get some clarity. We want her to write a letter of apology. I wrote a draft for her and she refused to sign it. I told her she couldn't continue to play with two things she values until the letter was written. Maybe I call them with her and apologize for her, model how it could be done, be tender and supportive of her being afraid. 
I guess the part where I'm really stuck is that when I tried to hold her to a high standard for our family values, it turned into a battle of wills. I don't want that. I want to be supportive of her in this journey. Her idea is just to say she found it in her room. Is that supporting her in her journey or is it supporting half-truths? Oh, goodness, Stacy! This is a, I, I can hear how you just kind of got stuck spinning around and trying to uh, do the right thing. It is so easy for super moms to go down a rabbit hole of this, trying to do the right thing, trying to understand what is the right thing to do. So let's start by separating out the circumstances from your thoughts about the circumstances. The facts are that your daughter saw money on the counter, put it in her piggy bank, and then showed it to you. You returned the money to the owner. This is a neutral circumstance. No cause for alarm, right? Your daughter took the money, then she confessed, she showed it to you, she asked you not to tell anybody, and then you returned the money to the rightful owner. So this is kind of a typical situation that a parent might have while raising a child. Many, many parents could find themselves in it, and every child experiments with stealing and lying at some point. You didn't really need to do anything else. Here's why. Because your daughter felt remorse and she confessed, you said she felt ashamed, she told you to not tell anybody, her own emotions were guiding her to do the right thing. So you could have just said, I'm so glad that your instincts, your gut led you to do the right thing. Or thank you so much for showing me where the money is. Your dad will be so happy to know that it's safe and kind of given her this reward for doing the right thing and confessing. Like the reward being like your positive reinforcement. Like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. This is so great. Your dad and the house cleaners are gonna be so happy. And that way she feels like, oh, I did the right thing by confessing. It is so common for parents to overreact when it comes to stealing and lying about it. Woo, because it's our child. We feel deeply responsible for ensuring that they turn into good citizens. We think a good parent would not let her child lie and steal. Or we think, well, it's my job and my responsibility to teach her good values. And so we take a situation that's fairly neutral and we pour on the responsibility onto our shoulders and we kind of make it like there's something I need to do here. Uh, I should have prevented this or I need to make sure I'm doing it right. So that's kind of a, a typical super mom reaction is where like really the kid could have figured it out for herself. You could have just reinforced what she did. Instead, we're like, no, 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 there must be something I have to do here. (laughs) There's a way I could step up my game and be a good mom. So it sounds like what bothered you, Stacey, in this situation is three things. Number one, your daughter didn't confess when her dad asked if she had seen it. That's the lying. Number two, you feel uncertain about what to say to the house cleaners. And so probably it makes you feel like a little bit embarrassed and you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing because there's this public viewpoint. You know, it's kind of like we behave better in the grocery store than we do at home with our kids because like somebody's watching me. And so because the house cleaners are asking, oh, where did you find it? You kind of ramp up that like, I should do the right thing. I should model, you know, be a good example. And so number one, the child 
didn't confess when her dad asked for it. She lied. Number two, you feel uncertain. And that uncertainty kind of leads, leads you into spinning about what to do. And number three is that your daughter would not comply with your apology ideas and your attempts to make it right. So you feel uncertain about what to say to the house cleaners. Your answer is, well, I'm going to say to do the right things. Your brain comes up with the right thing to do, which is to write this letter of apology. And your daughter doesn't want to do it, turns it into a power struggle, battle of wills. So these three things, sounds like it's kind of what's bothering you. The parent educator answer to these three problems is, eh, so what? (laughs) How's that for parent education answer? Your daughter didn't confess when her dad asked about the money. Eh, sounds kind of normal. Sounds like a typical kid thing to do. You, you know, we want to avoid punishment. We want to avoid shame. We want to avoid embarrassment. That's kind of normal. You feel uncertain about what to say to the house cleaners. Yeah, I could totally see that. Like, I don't know that I would know what to say either. And so maybe it's just okay to feel uncertain and not know the right thing. And the third one, your daughter would not comply with your apology ideas. Yeah, okay, that's bound to happen. So the answer to these three problems in my parent education experience, expertise, is eh, no big deal. So what gets in your way, Stacey, from recognizing that eh, all is well? Like the situation kind of takes care of itself. Like, yeah, it's not an ideal situation. It's not great. It would be nice if there was a clear-cut path for how mom should react in the situation. But, you know, there really isn't. So what gets in your way from recognizing that this is just an okay situation to leave alone? I think it's this idea that we should work harder. (laughs) We should do more. Uh, That it's our responsibility to fix it. Like, what if you're simply a good parent, raising a good kid who made a mistake and owned up to it? What if that's it? So my life coaching answer from what gets in our way from accepting that is, well, (laughs) you're a super mom. It is so normal for super moms to think the thought, this is a problem that I need to fix. Every time our child does something wrong, we can view it as a problem that we need to take responsibility for. We've got to do something. When our child has a problem, makes a mistake, we make it mean something about ourselves. Like, I need to prevent this from happening again. This is my problem to solve. If I was a good mom, this wouldn't have happened. When we take a typical kid problem and make it about us, it blocks our ability to resolve it or to kind of let it resolve itself. Trying to fix something that isn't ours to fix is always going to get us into a spin cycle of overthinking and worrying. When we catch ourselves mentally spinning, trying to find the right answer and do the right thing, we feel uncertain. This uncertainty is unbearable because we think there's a right answer and we need to fix it. We need to act on it quickly. 
Our parents will have different opinions than our husbands. A parenting book will disagree with an article we read online. This podcast is going to disagree with your girlfriends. When we look to outside experts for the quote-unquote right answer, it's easy to spin in circles and not get that resolution that we're looking for. You know, what you're looking for is like this feeling of like calm, that feeling of I did the right thing, it's resolved, now I can relax. And I think to me, it sounds like the thoughts that got in your way that you wrote in the question, you got in your way from trusting your gut and connecting with your daughter were, I feel that a good parent would require an apology. So when we go to this, like a good parent (laughs) would do it this way. A good parent would have this specific reaction. If I was a good parent, it would look this way and feel this way. That's kind of getting in your way from trusting your gut and noticing that your daughter's kind of already resolved the situation. The other thought I picked up on in your question that I think may have gotten in your way was, I want her to know that we believe in her courage and kindness. We don't really get to put thoughts inside our kids' heads. We don't get to tell them what to believe. You can want her to think you believe in her courage and kindness, but that's not really our business. Like, you just get to believe in her courage and kindness and that stay there. And then what she picks up from that is hers. If you could change these thoughts to, I already am a good parent, and I already believe in her courage and kindness, then you're staying in your own business. The answers of what to say and do in the situation would become clear because you're like, well, I'm a good parent. I believe in her courage and kindness. I don't need to go mentally spinning around in circles because I just... I already know what to do naturally and confidently. If you're already thinking the thought, I am a good parent and I believe in her courage and kindness, then you don't go into that uncertainty, which leads you to the rabbit hole of mentally spinning. When we believe we already have the answers inside ourselves, then you're just going to notice the courage and kindness that's coming forward out of your mouth towards your daughter. When she showed you her piggy bank and she said to you, like she pulled you aside, she trusted you, she wanted to own up and confess that when you already know you're a good mom and you already believe in her courage and kindness, you will see how lovely and reassuring you were when you said, oh, sweetie, we're all humans with the dark side. You already are a good person. Like you're telling her that, but we've got to make sure you know that too. I'm already a good mom. I already know the right things to say. I don't have to think that there's a good mom way to to solve this problem and that it's all on me to do it right when right in front of you, your daughter's already doing it right and you have a great connection with her. You were already there. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is trying to solve a problem that isn't yours to solve. So how do you know? How does one know if they're trying to fix an issue that doesn't belong to them? 
Well, in short answer is you find yourself suffering. (laughs) Any type of suffering, overthinking, over-worrying, frustration, mental spinning, those are all signs that we're in someone else's business. When we try to make our children think and feel a certain way, it will always feel frustrating because we aren't minding our own business. Our kids get to determine what they think and feel. And when we try to control something or someone that we have no control over, we suffer. Where I first noticed myself doing this was in driving in a car. I'd be driving down the road and I would try to make people think and feel something that were driving other cars. Like I wanted them to know I was feeling sorry or apologetic if I accidentally cut them off. I wanted them to know that I was kind-hearted and like letting the person in the crosswalk cross. But I also then would get mad at them if they didn't see things. And because I was alone in my car, it was like the easiest way for me to see that I was totally up in other people's business, needing them to see me in a certain way, needing them to feel a certain way. This is where I first noticed it because when you're interacting face-to-face, oh my gosh, I did it all the time. I was always up in somebody else's business. And so, but when they're in person, it was a little harder for me to notice that I was doing it. And when I was isolated in the car, it was a little easier. So see if maybe you can check this out too. Trying to get people to think and feel a certain way about your driving (laughs) is a good place to start. It's totally normal for a mom to feel embarrassed when their child makes a mistake but it isn't necessary. Moms can feel confident even when the kids feel ashamed or guilty or they did something wrong. Like your kid can do something wrong and they can feel embarrassed, but that doesn't mean you need to be. That we can feel differently from our kids. And it's natural to mirror this, like my kid's embarrassed and so I'm embarrassed. And so, but we really don't need to be. It's their embarrassment, not ours. When parents feel embarrassed about their child's mistakes, then attempts to remedy the situation will be about the parents. And it's not going to work. Because when a child feels embarrassed and then the parent feels embarrassed, child makes a mistake, parent takes that on. We try to fix it. We want them to write a letter of apology. We apologize on their behalf. We try to, I don't know, manipulate the situation in some way. It just doesn't work. It doesn't feel good because what we really need to do is separate out our child's emotions from our emotions and that we can feel like a good parent even when our child feels embarrassed or ashamed. And we don't have to actually blur the lines there and make it that we're feeling the same feelings. So Stacy's daughter felt ashamed and remorseful and she remedied the situation all on her own. She confessed to her mom. So as a parent, she could suggest writing a letter of apology. Absolutely, you can offer that and say like, you know, some people find that writing a letter of apology makes them feel better. They kind of confess their sins, get it off their shoulders, make maybe feel a little bit lighter afterwards, but it's the child's business whether she writes it or not. 
When you find yourself in a battle of wills, you're definitely trying to solve a problem that isn't yours to solve. Most new moms figure out pretty quickly that no matter how much they try, they cannot make their kids eat, sleep, or poop. As kids get older, moms also learn that they cannot choose what their child can think, feel, or do. We can't make them do things if they really don't want to do it. We can't make them believe in their courage and kindness if they aren't feeling it in that moment. So we can make suggestions. You can motivate your kids by taking away prized possessions. You can encourage. But if you find yourself suffering over their decision, let it go and focus on what is your problem to fix. You get to control your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. When we stay inside our own business, it feels so much better because we're actually controlling things that we have control over. Today's super mom power boost is believing that you are already good enough. I used to think that worrying made me a good parent. If I read and researched the right things to do, I would figure out the formula for successful parenting. (laughs) But when I was coming from a place of I'm not doing it right and I need to go look up and find the right answers, this kept me in a loop of over-parenting, overthinking, over-researching, always looking for the opportunity to be better, but coming from this place of I'm already not good enough. Now I can see that believing I'm already good enough actually helps me be a better parent. When I trust my own judgment, I see my kids as well-rounded, perfectly imperfect beings. It helps me relax. When I'm relaxed, I listen to my instincts. I trust my gut. When I'm calm and confident, I learn to trust my inner wisdom and tune into it. I can watch my kids. I feel connection with them. I feel really engaged with their individual personalities and their unique take on the world and what they need in that moment. And I can trust my kids to solve their own problems. So believing that you're already a good parent is transformative but don't take my word for it, okay? Try it out for yourself first. Try just right now in this moment, think the thoughts, I'm a good enough mother. There's nothing more I need to learn or do. I have all the answers inside of me. And notice how you feel when you think the thoughts, those thoughts. Notice that it gives you the sense of calm, the sense of trusting, And when you feel calm and trusting, your actions tend to be pretty good actions. So give it a try. Experiment with it. Think of the thought, my kids are loved and lovable. Perfectly imperfect little humans, and I am blessed to be their perfectly imperfect mother. If you're staying in that place of just love and trust and acceptance, I'm already good enough, you will be amazed at how clearly the answers will come to you as far as what's the right parenting move. For most super moms, they might notice 
a feeling of relief, relaxation, or peace when they think the thought, I'm already good enough. And when you feel relaxed and peaceful, how do you parent? What kinds of words are you likely to say? How do you treat your kids? How do you treat yourself? Chances are you will be kind, compassionate, forgiving, and understanding. Excellent qualities to model for your kids. So try believing you're good enough and see if it doesn't improve the way you feel and act around your children. Today's quote of the day, if your child fails at something, merely express your confidence in their ability to handle the consequences. If they behave irresponsibly, merely point out the consequences to themselves and others. And again, express your trust that they will learn. As soon as possible, give them another opportunity to be appropriately responsible. Do not slip into the downward spiral of blame, shame, and control. It doesn't work. This is a quote from William Martin, who wrote The Parents Tao Te Ching. Ancient Advice for Modern Parents, which is one of my favorite parenting books. So check it out. Parents Tao Te Ching. So in this case, Stacy, you can see that if I listen to this quote, the parent education answer is to leave the money out again for the house cleaners, to give your daughter an opportunity to do it right next time and to trust that she Hope you all have a blessed day. Take care. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.